Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Three in the Key. Inappropriate, uh, whiny. Uh, all the above. The Cleveland Cavaliers, they have given him everything he wanted. They have the highest payroll in NBA history. They, they bought, he wanted J.R. Smith last summer. They paid him. He wanted Shumpert last summer. They bought in, uh, excuse me, Kyle Clark. They, he's the best player in the world. Does he want all the good players? Bringing you in-depth basketball analysis and interviews from the great white north. People don't ask me about it, and I don't read about it. I didn't even read about what I said. I know what I said, and I meant it. Um, you know, and uh, I don't know what he said. I don't I don't get involved in it, so it's no distraction. He wants everybody. He don't want to compete. He want to be the favorite all the time. It just pisses me off that a guy that great don't want to compete. With your hosts, Elias Elzane, Will Macklin. And Dave the Professor Tripp. Hello and welcome to another edition of Three in the Key. Elias Olsen alongside Dave Tripp. Whoop. And Will Macklin. Guess what up, what back. up? Whoa. Oh, okay. I'm back. I'm You're back. back. We teased you a little bit. I know. Yeah, I know. In you guys your, do. Yeah. We have to. Every time one yeah, guy's gone, I get that. It was true. fun. It's it was never good. me. It's never you. It's you. It's you. You live in this building. I think I live in the studio. He's got a cot. (laughs) That's fair. He's got a cot and some uh, like a a box of juice boxes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you know, like a mattress, little ones, blankets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, The whole deal. Little heater, extra (laughs) Coleman stove. It's true. He's former scout. (laughs) That's fair. That's good. Maybe a cub. Sure. But you have to admit the show was like it felt lost without me, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. We were we we definitely brought. Would you prefer Some it straight without me? Um, no, I think we, we made that decision, <laughs> and this is it. We're going to do it live on the air. You're fired. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awkward. Hey, <laughs> get to it. Con, Con, go on now. We'll do it. We'll be all right. Shouts out to Con. Yeah, uh, Con. In the studio. Yeah, it's a boy. He's, uh, he's hanging out with uh, from Toronto. He's like, our, to Brazil, he's so. like our intern. Today. He is our intern. He's yeah. our intern today. He's, just, he's our researcher friend. who can't get on the internet. So <laughs> He just does it in his mind. Yeah, he does. PhD That's, in mathematics. Uh, wow. Remember, you can get a hold of us by email, the3nikki at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, 3inthekey. Follow on Twitter at BasketPod. On Instagram at the3nikki. And you can listen to each and every episode on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, and of course on the Almighty Baller Podcast Network. And make sure to rate and review us on iTunes as well. And you can check out our website, 3inthekey.ca. It's beautiful. We start today's discussion, a quick one, with the whole Charles Barkley and LeBron James fiasco. Yeah, how do you guys feel about this? Like, I, I'm, I'm, we're on the media side, right, technically? 
Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't know. It's one of those things where I I like LeBron James and his his athletic ability, but we've talked about it before where I don't like his politicking. And Charles Barkley called him out on his on his stuff there. You know, he said, "Hey, like." You don't be doing this. You're whining. You are being a baby. And, a, not, and he, Barkley's not the only one who thinks this. We think this. Yeah. Uh, I think most sports writers who's not in in Cleveland, I've heard other takes where they're like, oh, LeBron knows what he's doing. Like, he's done this before. Last year with Lou, he had him come in, and he fired their coach. The year before, he had he made some changes, had some some guys come in. So he's like the GM slash coach. I get the impression. I get the impression LeBron is just super, super sensitive. Nobody can say anything about this guy without him coming out and responding and making sure he wins the argument. I don't know. And plus the word legacy is overused a lot. I feel like. Give me a break, man. Like just go out and play basketball. Okay. When you retire, we'll worry about your legacy. Until then. Let us do that. until, Until then. Precisely. Until then, quit ruining your legacy by constantly complaining. Right. It is super lame because i do not remember michael jordan ever doing something like this nobody nobody would criticize jordan because sure the guy had integrity on and off the court that's the big difference and maybe he did maybe he was Snap. like hey i need this guy i take maybe yeah it was the take it was hot <laughs> maybe maybe in the back, back <laughs> in the back room maybe he was like hey phil i need this dude or any disposition player? Maybe. But he didn't go out and say it and dog his dudes and be like, we're top heavy. Yeah. Like, I got no bench. I like, know, man. Like, every week it's something else. I, yeah, that's the thing. I think it was very disrespectful to his teammates. Right. That's the most, right? That's the biggest issue with for me is that calling out his teammates saying, like, we need another playmaker or we need in this and that. Like, oh, like the guys on the bench, you know how they always say it's a team thing mm-hmm. right up to number 15 on the bench. Whoever can come in can make an impact. Well, what does that mean when you go and say, I need another playmaker, we need more players? When you have, you know, one of the highest salary caps in the NBA, if not the highest, yep. and you have a guy like Kyrie who's a bona fide star and you have yep. a guy like Kevin Love who's had himself an all-star season and bounced back, and a guy like Tristan Thompson goes out and gets it. I know they're missing J.R. Smith, but Richard Jefferson has given them some good minutes. You have Iman Shumper. And you won a a championship with this team last year. You are the defending champion. (laughs) That's the thing that kills me. (laughs) How do you you say that you need more? when you Obviously, he sees what's going on in Golden State and how much they're having fun and how much they pounded them when they went out there in the Bay and lost on uh, that Martin Luther King uh, right. day. So he sees that, I guess, and he's like, oh, man, like, I know if we get to the finals, maybe I can't beat them, so let me start complaining and try to get management to get me a player. But going back to the whole Charles Barkley and LeBron situation, I don't like LeBron taking shots at him personally. Right. Like, Chuck he took shots at him on his game on or the on, the, on the court. He criticized him yep. about whining and, and saying you want more. You have already this much on your team, a whole bunch of talent, and, and you're complaining that you want more. Like Just go out and do what you got to do with the team you have. If you consider yourself the greatest player in the game right now and one of the best ever, yeah. you got to go out with what you have and just have faith in the front office if they want to add someone or a piece or two or whatever the case may be to your squad. Yeah. 
you just got to go out every day and try to win a game. And how are you going to come out and say, obviously, Charles Barkley has done some he's bad no, things. He's no perfect Yeah, he's athlete. not a saint. He's not no. a role model, you might say. <laughs> yeah, something, something along those lines. Uh, but you can't take a shot at a guy personally like that if he didn't. If he just criticized you about your game, how are you going to come back? That's that's really saying, like, he hurt you there and you, you, you're you admitting to well, defeat. He took it I personally. Guess. Yeah, he really took it personally. Even though you're just talking about the guy's game, you come out and you just, I don't know, talk junk about everything he's done in his life. Yeah. Here's how I feel about it, though. You can lob criticism at people personally. You can do that. But you can't expect to do that and expect to feel like people are going to like you better afterwards. Right, yeah, and that's like, the thing with LeBron. Because Barkley, this isn't the first time that he's criticized somebody. But like you mentioned, he never goes personal. The guy never, ever takes any of it from anybody. When they're criticizing him, even personally, he just laughs it off. He shrugs it all off like it's nothing. And that's how he wins the argument, because he never lets it actually affect him. He doesn't care. Yeah, Barkley's good for that. You can say that. whatever you want to Charles Barkley. Versus on the other side of it, LeBron, you can't say anything to this guy without him getting upset and right. having a little pouting match with the media. Well, that's just right. Well, even Barkley's response to what after LeBron said, even though he said those things about Vegas, he said those things about him getting drunk, and he has the debt, and he has the spit, role model and spitting, the kicking and spitting on people and all that stuff. That was all stuff that never happened on the court. It was all mm-hmm. off-court stuff. Even after LeBron said that stuff, Barkley's like, you know what? He's not wrong about that stuff. Those things did happen. But you know what? I'm not wrong about what I said. That's right. And you know what? That's how it works. And if he's going to play it that way, that's how it should be done. So, I mean, that's the best response you can give to a guy. He just stuck to his guns, for sure. Totally. And, And, I mean, you've seen these arguments on TNT. Shaquille O'Neal and him get, I don't know how much of it's a played, but, or or work or whatever, but, like, it's, 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 sometimes it gets heated in there, and, and Charles, like you said, just, just. Kind of shoulders it off. I, I think to, Chuck I likes side, the pot. Yeah, I side with Charles Barkley here. Agreed. I do too. Well, I mean, we're not huge LeBron guys, especially, like, I mean, we love him as a player, fun to watch. I'll watch the Cavs as much as I can, but like we talk about, like him just dictating and asking that we need a, an effing playmaker. Like, how are you going to get an effing playmaker, bro? Who would want to play with you? Unless it's Brondo, <laughs> who can't do anything with Chicago right now. It's true. You could probably get Rondo. <laughs> the dude's, but the dude is wants a playmaker. He wants help, but you're leading the league in minutes. He's looking at Golden State though, and he's saying, "How come we couldn't sign KD?" Well, guess what? You don't make like nine million dollars a year like Steph Curry does. Right, you make no, the true. absolute maximum that anyone can make in the league, LeBron. So maybe, maybe you take some concessions so that your team can evidently, sign a better player. Evidently, though, if you take know. away his contract, they're still super over the luxury tax. They could have had Dwayne Wade this year in the offseason. No, they could have. But LeBron decided, I want the max of the max of the max of the max of the max. You're already the highest paid athlete of all time. I don't really understand what this proves. That's the other thing, because like guys like Tom Brady, Tom Brady does that too, right? He, he doesn't make as much as any of the players do. He took pay cuts to the Patriots could be in the Super Bowl again for the seventh time. I, want to make, I mean, Super Bowls this weekend, we have to talk about it. But I, um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to watch it. No, no. That's another. That's <laughs> Super another. sad about your Packers, huh? Yeah. yeah but, but, I mean, those, that's, that's what a guy does. Take a paycheck to make your team better, and that's why the Warriors can fit it up. And, and yep. I'm sorry, LeBron. If they had Dwayne you, Wade, they'd be in really nice shape th- right now. <laughs> you have three of the best players in the world on your team already. You did that when you went to Miami and you were taking a pay cut in Miami. You say you were taking a pay cut in Miami, but there's no income tax in Miami. Oh, so <laughs> that's the, it's fine, right? So it's, it's stupid that other way. So he's going to be criticized his whole career of by course. us, especially millennials of Love us. Love it. Love it. But he's taking it, he's <laughs> taking it well, I think, LeBron. But now 
I don't know what's happened to him. I guess he just he just wants to keep winning. He, I think he feels like the minutes are getting to him finally because he said, I, I don't have that. Maybe he hasn't really said that, but you right. can tell in his interviews when they talk to him and talk to him about the minutes, he's like, yo, I'm going to go out there and play, but that's you know, 40-something minutes that he played that one night. He's like, yeah, maybe that's a little too much. And he he plays a lot of basketball, and he's had years where – He's gone all the way into June to the finals and then played with the Olympic team in the summer. Not yep. really too much rest. And then you're back at it come September. Obviously, you're working out and training in the summer on your own time to get better at your game. Yep. And then you meet up for training camp and, you know, you ride that, that that wave again all the way till June. And he's done that in consecutive years. And maybe that's why he wants another play, another star to make it easier for him to try to get to the finals once again and to win another ring because he only has three and he knows to be considered the greatest of all time. He's got to at least get in the five, six It's not even that. Like, to beat this Warriors team, that helps a lot. Because... But that, you said it earlier, their salary's wrecked. They can't yeah. bring in another star. Well, they have a roster spot, though. Okay. Well, that's well, they're great. holding. They held the free agent workout with I think it was like Jordan Farmer. Oh, there's uh, your superstar, myself. Lance Stevenson. Isn't I Mario Chalmers made an appearance? Yeah. Yeah. Mario Chalmers. Yeah. That's the guy I'd be going for. You already got a relationship with him from your Miami days. Yeah. And also, if something goes wrong, you can just yell at him, like back in Miami. That's exactly. right. Well, you can just yell at Tyron Lue. I mean, come on now. Well, he can yell at anybody because they're the. He's the reason why they're there. He's the reason why Tristan Thompson got eighty mil. That's why I don't. I don't wonder. I don't know. That's probably why Tristan's like, oh, okay, you're gonna slide us off. That's fine. You got me eighty million dollars for your own. <laughs> what if he set him up with uh, and JR Smith? Chloe got, too. JR got paid yeah, too, and he's not even playing. Like, Tyron Lue became the head coach. Yeah. True. So like, it's it's you know it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, you can criticize me. You're Top heavy, whatever, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and and then plus the t- thinking about Carmelo coming there. I There's mean, no way. I mean, if they get Carmelo Anthony, I don't think Phil Jackson does it without getting Kevin Love back. There's no way. I've the heard rumors works. about Carmelo getting traded to the Clippers without getting any of their big three back. That I can see it in a three-team deal yeah, happening. Yeah, and we they, talked last week. Sure, with, uh, but yeah, but then. Well, Rivers would have to give give away Austin. <laughs> that would be well sad. to get Melo. I'd do it in a heartbeat. I'd and be like, Sorry, probably, son. I'd put Whoa. up my son no, for they, an option get, for a championship. Get rid of I don't Jamal know. Crawford. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, you kind of have to, right? You got to dump some salary somewhere. So, but I just don't, for for Cleveland though. Like, it doesn't make sense to give away a piece that power forward that's been so good, who's cheaper. And younger. And backed into his form like he should be. This exactly. is the first year he's really looked like an all-star since coming over. So. I mean, he made the all-star team. Mm-hmm. So. Let's, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's overall how... Um, but, I mean, looking at the Eastern Conference right now, Cleveland's still first. Only two games ahead of the Celtics who are on a six-game win streak, 7-3 and three in their last 10. They're 32-18, and 18, two games back. Raptors are Off dropping. The, Cavs, the yeah. Raptors are dropping 2-8 and eight in their last so the 10. So the Bucks. And they lost two in a row. They're thirty and twenty-one. Fourth, the Wizards have also won six straight. Yeah, the Wizards nine coming one. up like that, best backcourt hey, in the league. What I tell you guys? <laughs> what I tell you guys about the Wizards? Oh, watch out! Scotty watch Bucks. out for the Heat, man. They've won nine in a row. Oh yeah, the Heat have been good. Whiteside's been all right, and then uh, they're only like three games back. <laughs> tragic of an eighth. Waiters seed. has been crazy. Yeah, I know. I, I picked know him picked... up at the right time in fantasy. He we picked him up leagues. too. Yeah, yeah he picked him up. The other I was league. gonna pick him up in the other league too, but then Dave beat me to that one. I had him and dropped Snapped him. him up. So. Yeah, I know. I'm the one that looks uh, silly. I had Josh Richardson. He got hurt. I had Justice Winslow. He got hurt. So I mean, you gotta. What's the next guy? I'm not gonna... next would be Wayne Ellington. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 but. Uh, 
he he was the player of the week as well in the Eastern Conference, Dion Waiters. So it should be interesting to see what's going on with the East as the trade deadline looms and to see if the Cavs will make a uh, trade to improve the roster because clearly they need another playmaker. Yeah, let's go. We'll be back on 3 and Tiki to talk more general NBA and maybe a return of basketball to Vancouver. That'd be fun. Jokic has 20 points now. 11 rebounds, 9 assists. Jokic the rebound. He's got 12. Long lead, man of all. There it is. There it is. And Nikola Jokic. There it is. Has his first triple-double of his NBA career. Was Coach Lonnie gave you the ball when you came back? Yeah. And I hugged him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was naked and I hugged him. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Three in the Key. Welcome back inside the Key. Three in the Key. Elisa Zane alongside Dave Tripp and Will Macklin. And we are happy to be joined by Sean Tomasi of Six Year Stint. All the way out in BC, joining us bright and early. That's British Columbia for our yeah, American yeah, not listeners. Boston yeah. College. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, welcome to the show, Sean, and thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. So we have a discussion here going on uh, inside the key of the unicorns in the NBA. So five guys that we're looking at. And this is basically we're going to ask you. We're going to give you these five names, and you're going to have to pick one to build your franchise if you had to start one today in Vancouver, let's say, which would be a great city Agreed. to start an NBA franchise. Yeah, I don't so know why, why that never happened. You know, <laughs> the five guys, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Kristaps Porzingis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Carl Anthony Towns. So if you had to pick one today, which one would it be and why? Uh, well, all these players are really exciting. Um, I think right now, I would be taking Joel Embiid just because when I see that guy play, uh, what I see is exactly what I used to see in 2K back in the day when people would just give maximized stats to a seven foot eight player yeah. and just watch him kind of, you know, ISO from the three point line and make something crazy happen, which we've never seen a seven foot one guy do before. Um, especially when you're talking unicorns. I mean, to me, that. That's what really catches my eye. So, and being that he's a rookie on a minutes restriction, putting up crazy numbers, uh, turning things around in Philadelphia, that's probably my pick. How good is this guy going to look when Ben Simmons comes back? That's the big question for oh, me. Man. Like, that team is going to be must-watch every night. You got to get up pretty early in BC to watch the Sixers <laughs> yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. You, had to really, you had to wake up pretty early to be on yeah. this show. Oh, definitely. But um, I, I think. It's going to be a little bit of what we're seeing in Minnesota with Towns and Wiggins, except Simmons is much more of a complimentary player with his facilitating. So I think, uh, yeah, for sure, like you said, I, I think Embiid's game is only going to grow once he once Simmons is brought back. Yeah, I think it would be comparable to almost what you see with, with Magic and Kareem, just because of how big Ben Simmons is mm. and, and the way he passes the ball. Those passes we saw at Summer League there with him yeah. was, was so incredible. Now, what, yeah. what's your take on Giannis? Why wouldn't you build around Giannis? Uh, Giannis is a really good pick. I, I, I really w- love watching the Bucks solely for, for, for that reason because he's just so uh, so unique. But I just, the wins aren't there. You know, I, I probably wouldn't have even picked Joel Embiid if this huge streak that the Sixers had in, in January never happened. But the Bucks just aren't winning games. Uh, it, it, we, we, we've seen them try two or three seasons in a row now with pretty good teams. Uh, granted, they're young and, and they haven't figured things all out completely, but um, 
you know, to me, it's kind of looking like Giannis is, uh, he's got a bit of a ways to go. I think there's a couple more things that he needs to add to his game, mainly shooting. And um, I don't know, it's just, uh, he, he's not doing it for me as much, I would say. But, but he's definitely in, the, in there. So when we asked you this question, I felt the need to add Nikola Jokic to the list of the unicorns in the NBA because of the, particularly with his performance last night, his first career triple double, uh, and the Nuggets beat my Bucks. I'm a big Bucks guy, so it was it was it was a tough loss, but it was a lot of fun to watch. This guy's a special player, very young and kind of second round draft pick. Have you had a chance to watch this guy develop over the course of the year? Yeah, absolutely, and it's just no shock that the Nuggets are finally getting into that eighth seed that they're trying. They've been trying to do for so long. It looks like even with all their uh, front court players that they have, you know, they, this guy is the clear cut guy going forward. And um, you know, watching him kind of take a, a, a big step this year was uh, was really exciting. I, he's definitely a unicorn too in that he's kind of got a game that I don't really know what to compare to. I don't know, maybe like a maybe like a Pau Gasol. I don't know. He's got that stretching, yeah. playmaking. He's a special player for sure. The Nuggets are going to look pretty good when they consolidate some of these assets. Maybe bring Absolutely. back George Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> so Sean, we asked you, okay, these guys and who you would build your franchise around in the future. But right now, we got some pretty uh, great players in the league, and the MVP race is pretty tight. Uh, you got Harden, of course, Westbrook, who's averaging a triple-double that hasn't been done and like, what seems forever since the Big O did it. And Kevin Durant, I think, should be in the discussion. You have Kawhi, LeBron, and all these guys Isaiah right Thomas. now. If you had Isaiah Thomas creeping in there, especially with what the Celtics have been doing lately in the in the last month, basically. If you had to pick an MVP today, who would it be? Uh, well, for me, it, it, you know, I did a podcast on this uh, a few a few weeks ago, and it, and it just to me, it's a it's clearly James Harden. I think uh, averaging a career high eleven assists per game, thirty points per game, almost with twenty nine. Uh, he's just all over the play, all over the board. Um, his team is to me really surprisingly really good this season. Um, everyone expected their offense to be great. But I don't think anyone expected James Harden to be a point guard uh, and and facilitate the way that he has and get everybody involved. And it seems like all their offseason acquisitions in Eric Gordon and and, and uh, Ryan Anderson and all these guys have all gotten better since joining the Rockets because of James Harden. And to me, you talk about most valuable player. That's really he's got everything I'm looking for. And Westbrook is is a close second for me. But but the the just because of the numbers. But if you look at what's happening in Houston, third seed in the in the Western Conference right now, their defense is is average, or even better at times, um, which is something I don't think a lot of people expected. And uh, so that's why he's my MVP. Yeah, a lot of people was even impressed by Matt, Mike Demtoni finding finally finding yeah. a, a spot for him. And I mean. Who's better than not coaching defense than than Mike Delatoni <laughs> and finding a player like Harden who doesn't play defense? Who actually this year super yeah, super good he's taking a step now? Who, other than Westbrook and Harden, who would be your dark horse in that MVP race? Who could come late second half? Mm, uh, right now, it's kind of just those two guys for me. It's kind of just them two, and then there's a huge drop off. I mean Durant. Uh, and Steph are, are always going to be in that conversation, you know, winning so many games, being a part of a, 
probably the best team in basketball history if you look at you know on paper um you know but at the end of the day mvp is a different conversation than who's the best team who's the best player so for that reason i i kind of put those two uh harden and westbrook on a, on a pedestal above others right now dave who'd you put in there I like I like John Wall. I, if Washington keeps striking the way they are, I think that guy's an MVP candidate for sure. But like you said, I mean, I don't know how you go against James Harden, 15 assists a game. I mean, that's ridiculous. And he's got the wins over Westbrook. That's the only reason. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. And in MVP discussion, I think winning matters a little more. If you want to give an MVP to a guy, his team has to be winning and not just him putting up the stats, right? Right. Well, that's the thing. We talked about this before. If Westbrook were to win it, even with a triple-double, like he has to be at least top four. Yeah, their team has to push ahead for sure. Moving on, uh, Sean, trade deadline is around the corner, a few weeks away in the NBA. Do you expect a busy trade deadline? Do you expect some big names to be moved? We've heard Mello in recent days. We heard Paul Millsap earlier this month with the whole conversation to the Raptors and other teams that are involved, of course. I think Ibaka is one guy that will get moved because Orlando's kind of confused and lost what they have in their front court. But is there anyone specific that you think will get moved or do you think it just all talk and then come deadline it will be like a one little two moves here and there? Um, honestly, I think this is the, the the year we finally see Demarcus Cousins get traded. Wow! Uh, Speaking my language. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I mean, that's something I've wanted to see for the last five years. But but uh, when you talk about Millsap, Mello, uh, all these big names we've seen floating around, there's been a lot of stagnation there. I, I think a lot of it's dying down, even as we approach the deadline. Especially the Mello talks. We saw the Millsap talks already die down. Um, there, there is a possibility that they come back up again, but I just don't think um, right now is really a time anyone wants to be making deals. I, I, I think um, not a lot of teams are really bottoming out. Uh, not a lot of teams are really true contenders. It seems like a lot of teams are just going to wait until the off season to make some significant moves. As for Orlando with Ibaka, I mean, that's just a huge mess. Yeah, um, I, I can't stop scratching my head over that. I don't even know. I'm not even going to pretend to predict what they're going to do because I don't think <laughs> even they know. <laughs> but, yeah. um, Sign think, maybe uh, another uh, big man. That'd be cool. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's <laughs> trade for Boogie Cousins. <laughs> yeah, do it. Let's see what happens. Make it all bigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting five all bigs. But, uh, <laughs> That'd be about time. I think, I think he can Boogie play the point. Not. If you had like a five big man lineup, he'd definitely be your point yeah. guard. And if the Warriors go small, it'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah. no, but I think uh, with with the Suns, you know, Devin Booker hitting that game winner against the the Sacramento Kings last night, it was. I just looked at Boogie's face after he's been in some rumors to be traded to Phoenix, and I just thought, like, man, if I'm if I'm Boogie's friend right now or someone close to him, I'm telling him, dude, join that team, try hey, to push your way there. He I looked good with Bledsoe in college. He's got a lot of ties. They, how many Wildcats on Phoenix's roster? Oh, Four or five? Like, bring one more. Hey, so Booker. Give up Bender, give up Chris, give up all your young your young schlubs and bring in Boogie. That's give all you up, need give on that up Barbosa. team. Barbosa, I'm sure he'll like Sacramento. <laughs> One thing I thought that was weird this offseason with Sacramento was they drafted Chris, who's from the Sacramento area originally, and then they traded him away 
for uh, the Greek guy, uh, Papa Giannis. Yeah, for another big man. I, I never understood that. The <laughs> Greeks, the Greek, not so freak. Well, unless they're trading Boogie, right? If they're moving Boogie, then all of these trades make sense. You draft Scalabissier. You draft another yeah. Kentucky guy, by the way. Okay. You draft. <laughs> yeah, okay. like man, they've got so many big men on that team. Unless you're moving Boogie and you're getting the house for him. I don't really understand what their reason is. But does Cousin go to, I think if you're You'd Vladi, have to give up you'd have to give up TJ Warren. You'd have to give up a real piece going yeah, forward. Yeah, but Vladdy, Vladdy, he likes the potty. Would prefer to give him to the <laughs> East, wouldn't he not? I think I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to trade within my conference and I think the the Washington Wizards would be a, a well, smart maybe you get Otto Porter. One of the most efficient shooters in the league. <laughs> I, just think I mean, I don't think there's a winning situation in trading DeMarcus Cousins because he's an all-NBA guy, an all-star, a superstar. You're two spots it outside just, of those it, playoff spots. Yeah, but you're not winning in Sacramento, and it's been like... 19 wins this year. It's been horrible. Like you, you, yeah. it's, you can't... I don't know. There's like no expectations going in. It's like almost the same thing every year. He gets upset. They lose a whole bunch of games. The coach gets fired. The arena's so coach. nice, though. Beautiful new arena. <laughs> oh, that's been a big thing is that they're making tons of money even if they they suck. You know, they're, yeah. they're fine with it. Well, what else is in Sacktown, right? Like, it's not much. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Good I capital think, like, city. Yeah, it's, it's definitely... It's a weird situation. I think... The problem with Sacramento going forward, you know, in a rebuild, is that they're probably the worst team right now in drafting. So if they do oh, yeah. blow it up and, and try to go that route and get the number one pick or whatever, they're terrible at drafting. So that's <laughs> They'll probably botch that somehow. <laughs> yeah. Probably take TJ Lee or someone. Well, that's true. We t- <laughs> no, that guy's going to be good. I know. <laughs> we, we talked about it, though. Stauskas, McCollum. Like, they've had a terrible... Or not McCollum. What's his name? Macklemore. They've had a ton of horrible picks back to back to back. Even my guy, Willie Cauley-Stein. What's happening, bud? Yeah, he fell off. Yeah, huh? even what they did this summer with that Greek guy and uh, Scal. Scal and Malachi Richardson. They traded Bellinelli for him at the deadline. It's all, a lot of moves that just really leads, stupid moves. Yeah, to lead to question marks. Let's it's a trade lot of, out of the lottery. Just, yeah, I got right. a good idea here. <laughs> yeah. Trade out of the lottery. It's and a like great a draft lot of question marks, really. Um, Some argue that was more of a lottery. Sean, I that. guess we'll leave you with this. How much would you like to see the NBA back in Vancouver? And is it a possibility? We heard some rumors earlier this month that the NBA is looking to expand. Like Seattle was a place. Louisville was on the list as well. And Vancouver uh, was on the short list too. How much? How great would it be, first of all, to get a team back there and a second team in Canada? And, uh, yeah, just give us your thoughts on, on that whole situation. Well, I think it's important that the NBA, you know, gets more and more persistent with this kind of thing because Canada definitely can support two teams at this point. In the 90s, that might not have been the case. It certainly is now, though, and, um, you know, the rumors are always flattering, here, you know, whenever, because it happens every every year or so, you know, uh, around this time, comes up, oh, this team's probably going to sell their, their ownership or, or maybe the NBA will have an expansion. It's always really exciting but it never has any real weight to it. Um, frankly, the, the problem is Vancouver really embarrassed itself with uh, with the Grizzlies that we had, and that's actually why my podcast is called Six Year Stint. Yeah. How long were they in uh, Vancouver for? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Years. Oh, really? Oh, that's coincidental. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know a, a sports franchise that's been in, in a city for a shorter time. No, I don't think so. The Thrashers. Oh, how yeah, long were the Thrashers in Atlanta for? I think they were. I think they broke six years. Yeah, okay. It's a doozy. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah, that's bad. rough. 
pretty rough, but um, it, for that reason, I think it's a long time before Vancouver specifically gets a team. And I think what's even bigger is that we're kind of like, we're not first in line. I think Seattle, which totally. is a two-hour drive away from here, is definitely um, you know more respected as a basketball town, definitely deserves a team more than Vancouver. I'll be the first to admit it. So once Seattle gets a team, I think we can be you know number two, number one in that, in that conversation. But I think Seattle's got to be... They, they've got to be reimbursed first because the Sonics missing there just isn't right. Yeah, even if I, like I, I'm not a Sonics fan personally, but like just watching their games, it was always like a different atmosphere. Their colors were Sold great. Yeah, and they just they absolutely got robbed, man, by the yeah. NBA, and it's sad. And they should definitely be. Uh, they are number one. I think they just got to handle their arena situation, and uh, we'll see the Supersonics hopefully soon. But I look at the Grizzlies, and I think that if they'd had a better string of luck, if they drafted a guy like Vince Carter, if they'd got a guy like that through their franchise well, instead of Big Country. Swift. And, Swift was that guy. I know. <laughs> and, and, they, they had some decent players, but they <laughs> never had that player to hook the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Sharif and then Steve Francis, who's like, no, I'm not going to play yeah, there. franchise was there. A, the worst. Man, they had a tough it. string of luck. I yeah. feel like they could they could make it happen. Bibby was nice, time. though. That's the thing, though. Bibby was nice. What, what would you do, like... You still got Memphis has the, are named the Grizzlies. If you were to name a team in Vancouver, what would you name them? The salmon. So, the salmon. <laughs> no, that's too soft. But that's a well, good question. No what would you name them, Sean? It's true. No Grizzlies in Tennessee, so I think no. uh, we should. I'd have to get an atlas. See, we should probably, if that were to happen, uh, you know, we should probably see a situation like the Hornets a few years ago, kind of taking back their name from oh, yeah. the New Orleans Pelicans, and then they could be the I Memphis think, Bobcats. I got it. Vancouver yeah. SuperSonics. <laughs> it's about time they did that. They should do that. Just have the team in Bellingham and just mesh the two teams. That'd be amazing. There you go. <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks a lot, Sean. On. Yeah, Tavisi, thanks so uh, from six years stint. Thanks so much for joining us on Three in the Key, and we look to have you on uh, again in the future. Thanks again, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome back to Three in the Key. Welcome back inside the Key Life in alongside Will Macklin and Dave. What up, Will? Oh, I thought you were introducing me. <laughs> Jumped the gun there, Will. I'm so excited to ask questions. That's true. You were, but you were gone last week. You're getting last week's What Up, What Up in. <laughs> Great uh, conversation there with Sean Tamisi of Six Year Stint. That was good. And that was now we'll do our own Swisher Miss yeah, with first, Will be- and before we, before our we do, Unicorns. Right? Yeah, let's do, yeah, before we do, let's do our Unicorns before we get into the Swish and or Miss. So uh, let's hit it right now. I know who your guy is, Dave. What are you thinking? I'm going to pick the Greek freaky on the Are you serious? I, What's hard up to believe, surprise? Hard <laughs> to believe. And, and it is tough because I did watch my Bucks lose to the Nuggets last night. And Jokic looked. So he was the best player on the floor last night. Yeah. My Bucks. Yeah. Milwaukee. Hey, they're only mine and the city of Milwaukee's, okay? So I get to call them that. <laughs> not <laughs> well, many other. Not, not much Buck love out there. No, not anymore. Not since that show about the 70s. That's true. <laughs> um yeah, I know. The guy is on a he, – he's going to be a special player. To me, he's the superstar on that list. He's only 22 years old. It's hard to believe. He's maybe the best playmaker in the league. No, nah, maybe not, but right up there. 22-year-old. He can do it all but shoot threes, and he's working on it. So yeah. I think he will improve. Last year he took a handful of threes all season. This year he's hitting one a game. So yeah, next huge. year if he hits two, the guy's a superstar. Yeah. No. And – uh there are a lot of talented names. I, I got to agree with Sean about Embiid, too. He's a hell of a player. He's going to be the franchise player on that team, despite all the other young talent they have. But Giannis, that guy's future MVP. Uh, Will? I'm going to go. See, the thing, it's funny how we never really 
touched on Zingus at all. Is there a reason why we're not into Super Zinger? I love him. I love that dunk he had on Dwight last week. I oh. like his I like his blocks. Like yeah. he's he's for realsies, but for I don't sure. averages to a game. Yeah, like I love that, but I don't know if I want him. I don't know if I do it around his team. I think he's good for the Knicks and that's that's a, a a one lone bright spot for that New York team, but I have to agree with Sean again. I have to go and bead. Like I just once he's fully healthy with Ben Simmons, this team is in the East. I think the third or fourth best team, and I, I just like you, you. They said we already said the numbers last segment, so I think he's he's fits the bill. And then ju- we just added Jokic, so I don't feel like he's gonna come up to be. Maybe he's just a baby unicorn at this point. That's true. He's a unicorn. That's true. His his <laughs> horn just protruded the surface. Yeah, yeah, it's just so, coming out. So really just like a bump on his head right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, it'll come through. It will be going we'll be going there. Um I agree with Will. Yeah. I like Embiid very much, especially the what he's doing on restricted minutes. It's tough for me. It's him and Carl Anthony Towns. Like I'll be happy with any of them Towns averaging twenty three points, twelve rebounds Three assists, one and a half blocks a game. He shoots at over 50%. And he's 20 years old. And he's 20, yeah, 21. And he's definitely the best player on that Minnesota team. And you can tell he has it, too. He's got it in him. So it would be between him and MB, to be honest, like I'd flip a coin and whichever one it lands on, I'm happy with. I can't just pick one. I... I love them both, but I want to see Embiid play with no-minute restriction. I know his numbers are going to boost, and he's going to be even better. But the thing with Embiid is the injury uh, history. Yeah. That's the only thing that would scare someone to start a franchise around. Hopefully he's uh, past that, but he is out right now and missed a couple of games. So for that reason, I would lean towards Towns, but... Mm -hmm. Those are the two guys, and then the other three follow them in another category. And, but the, and the interesting, those are the two at the top for me. And the interesting fact that we actually—I don't think Sean ended up saying it on the actual on cast, but he said that all of these players that we mentioned to be unicorns are not even with Cat's roots, the Dominican roots. Oh are, yes, they're all foreign pre- players. Foreign players, which is pretty interesting. It's really cool. For and maybe sure. might that might be—is it racist that we call them unicorns? Ooh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Are, are, are unicorns <laughs> not? Like, are they not around in America? Is that the problem? Uh, maybe that's the thing. I know they're in Ireland for sure. And they're in song. Canada, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're here. You know, horses in general had to be brought over to North America. There were never horses before that. So What? That's true a True story, yeah. Uh, they they originated in the Mongolian steppe. Oh, wow. Very interesting. That's very good. We should talk of about that. Of course, Dave would know that. Mongolian a little podcast. bit. Anyway, very cool. So, <laughs> so unicorns had to start there, too, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> Dave goes with Giannis. Will goes with Joel and B. Jojo, yeah. the process. That's right. Let me tell trust you, it. I trust the process. We all that's 100. For sure. So I take Joel and Towns. Okay, that's, f- that's fair to take two teams or two players. <laughs> Have no Did fear. I, 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 got, I got one in the East <laughs> and one in the West. Have okay. no fear, though, America. This is going to be a very good draft year for American prospects. Hey, we may even have a couple more unicorns. Maybe, Maybe they'll come off the endangered list. Maybe We're going to have so much talent in the NBA. The unicorn may come off the endangered list. All but right, just for, it Will's, out there. for Will's sake, I'll take Towns. Okay, I'll just take one player, I'll take Towns. <laughs> yeah. Although I love Embiid very much. He's great to watch, and he's been a, a joy uh, this season. Uh, but I'm going go, to go with Towns. All right, let's go now. It's time for... Now on 3 in the Key, it's Swish or Miss. Okay, we haven't heard that 
in so long, by the way. That's Dino. Dino's voicing Switcher yeah, Wizards. Yeah, uh, shouts spot. out to him. He, in the while. Dominican Republic, always seems like he's off. I don't know why he doesn't work that. Very guy. cool of him to call in to do that for us. <laughs> to do the live call in. That was All the really way nice. from Punta Cana. <laughs> it's about time. Um, so uh, my first question is uh, for y'all: Is I know you guys talked about last week a bit. You had the Clipper talk, but is it officially over? If they don't get Carmelo Anthony, swish or miss, the window is closed for a championship for the Los Angeles Clippers. Ooh, that's a that's a really good question. Thanks, man. If I I'm, was here last week, I would have asked it. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. Yes. Okay. If they don't make a move for Carmelo, they can't win a championship this year. Okay. And if they don't win a championship this year. Something's gonna give on that roster. Somebody's gonna decide. I've got a better chance to win well, somewhere. Can else. they keep Paul or and Blake? They, they can, can they technically, can but they both, both have the rights to leave if they want to. And I don't think the and Clippers have been silent. that good to Blake Griffin. So I think maybe Blake Griffin jumps ship, and that's the end of the Clippers would be dynasty that wasn't one because they never won anything. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you trade Paul for Kyrie? Because of how old Paul is. I know they're two different types of point guards because Paul is that playmaker, that effing playmaker that LeBron's calling for, banana boat style. But Kyrie <laughs> is that shoot first player, right? And and that's what they need to oh, keep. Banana boat. <laughs> they got to keep on, uh, on Cleveland, eh? So that's. That. Go- going back to your question, I think the window has been closed already. It's or the over. door has been shut because they're fourth. In the Western Conference, tied with the Jazz, and Paul's still out. The Clippers are still on a tough stretch of basketball right now. Mm-hmm. They play Boston uh, tomorrow on Super Bowl Sunday, and then they got the Raptors on a back-to-back on Monday night in Toronto. So, although the Raptors have been stinking lately, yeah, but they're still a good team. Anyways... I think the window's been shut because they haven't been even able to get to a West Finals, and Chris Paul's been there for, what, six seasons already? Right, yeah. And they haven't made it past the second round? I don't think Chris Paul's the problem. Though. I know, me neither. I don't, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying you have all this talent and these players, and you try to surround them with decent guys, and you, you haven't been able to get over the hump. But even if they don't this year, I feel like Doc Rivers will just re-sign them again, and it's going to be the same old story with the Clippers. Well, agreed. You but look, the door is shut. I, I agree. Five and five in their last ten. That's not a team that's in desperation mode right now. That's trying to really make a push. That's a team that's kind of like, oh well, I guess we're in the same position we're always yeah. in. Yeah. And like, where, where's Doc motivating them to be better right now? I don't. I don't like the Clippers. I don't think they have to make a move for Carmelo Anthony necessarily, but they need to get better. Maybe look at uh, maybe look at like a guy like Wilson Chandler. He'd be a great fit. He's had a really good year. In so I think Denver. that guy, a guy like that, could help them right away. Comes in, he'll be a starter, I think, at the three, and then you have a pretty good starting five with Jordan, Griffin, Chandler, Reddick, and Paul. But I don't think but he you puts look you at over a guy, the hump to you get look at a, a guy championship, like, but. Look at Wilson Chandler, though. What's it going to take to get that guy from Denver? They don't want scrubs. It's not a dump for them. You know what I mean? Right. Like Carmelo, they want to lose Carmelo off their roster. It's as much about getting rid of Carmelo as it is about getting stuff for him in New York. You need him off the roster if you're going to build around Porzingis. That's what's important in New York. In Denver, giving away Wilson Chandler for Jamal Crawford's a bad move. You know what I mean? That's a terrible move for Denver. It doesn't help them at all. They want to consolidate and get a better player. So I don't think that they'll do that. 
I no, think that the Clippers are going to have I'm, trouble I'm, finding a good trade uh, Exactly. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that they need to get better. Agreed. Uh, that's one guy they look at. I'm not saying that they have the assets to go out and get him. Most it's likely, a tall order. Yeah, most likely it would be a three-team deal for them, you know what I mean, if they uh-huh. try to make any sort of moves. But I think the I think the door is shut and the window is closed. All righty. Um, last night, seven days ago, well, seven days before, or six days before last night, Yogi Ferrell, Signed a 10-day contract with the Dallas Mavericks. And last night, he scored 35 points versus Portland, outplaying Lillard. Swisher miss. For real, Yogi? Uh, I mean, you can't really say. On a, He's had himself a good week. Four great games. <laughs> you not, you're not, you're yeah. not believing the hype on him already? I mean, I saw him play at Indiana when they came up here to Ottawa to play the Carlton Ravens. Oh, you were there for that? Yeah. I was there. I called the game, so it was good to see him up close. Uh, How but, old was he then? He was. He would have been like a junior or a yeah, sophomore yeah, that year. Yeah, he was a yeah. sophomore or a junior a couple of years ago. I remember he was playing on the Nets on like a ten uh, on a contract, and they they waived him. So it's good to see him bounce back. He got a ten day, and he's proven his worth. He hit nine threes last night yep. against Wowzers. the the Blazers on the road, and got himself a two year deal. That, so I don't, you know, I'm not gonna believe the hype. If he does this for the rest of the season, then yeah. I'm going to jump on the Yogi bandwagon and be like, he's he's legit. But right now, it's like he's had himself a great week on a 10-day contract and got himself a two-year deal. Good job, man. Great. Uh, hey, I agree. And he earned, he earned the contract. I don't know if he's the next Jeremy Lin. He's going to go off and, <laughs> you know, have Yogi sanity or Speaking anything. Of like, sanity, this is like five-year... Uh, five year five anniversary? Years, yeah, five-year anniversary of Linsanity. Yeah. Well, hopefully you can bring something back to uh, use that... Anniversary, bring something back to Brooklyn. Yogi, Yogi Sanity. But you know what? Yogi, he, this is a guy that I've I've watched play a little bit. Indiana was a really strong program while he was their point guard, and they've kind of fallen off without him. And I watched him tear my heart out last year in the tournament against Kentucky. He's a really good player, but I, it's probably the first time in his entire life he's hit nine threes in a game. I don't expect him to do that every game. But why did he get passed he was, on by so many scouts? Well, he was a senior coming out of college oh, yeah. who didn't have an exceptional year. I, it's that it's sort of thing just happens. Small, it, that's, yeah, that, it's a big thing in the NBA when you're you're a smaller guard, especially Zaya coming out of Zaya. college. There were people saying this guy won't get drafted, but he will get signed, and there will be a place for him in the NBA. So I don't think this two-year contract where he's making not a lot of money is going to hurt anybody. I think that he's earned it, and hopefully he can carve out a niche, especially on a Mavs team that's what, not doing much. Right? Exactly so. for sure, he's the young guy on that team, really. Uh, Swisher miss on. NBA coaches being outspoken on the uh, on Donald Trump, President Trump. There, you got Kerr and Popovich that said a lot of There's stuff. Never a miss on that. Anyone can talk about that. That guy's nuts. Completely yeah, agree. Yeah, I Completely know exactly. Agree. I, well, you think it's you think it's the right place. I know it's one of those things where people want to. They have a voice. Yeah, of course. You think, but you don't think stick to sports should be a thing because that's no. what people say. Like trolling on the uh, on the inter- on the internet dot com. .ca here. Yeah. Uh, you have you have those guys that are like stick to sports. We don't want to hear your your political opinion. While why but, though? Sports is my job. Right. Yep. I can't have an opinion. You can't have an opinion like on you. the country. No, exactly. For sure. I agree. Yeah. No, they're allowed to speak and cur. It kind of relates to him because I'm pretty. I'm sure I know he's born in Lebanon and his father was assassinated out there. So right. this kind of touches him personally. And, stuff and plus like Popovich that. has coached so many different players from so many different cultures sure. and, and uh, players of culture. Yeah. So uh, of, uh, different color. countries. There yeah. aren't many people in the league that I will pull out a chair and listen to like I will Greg Popovich too. Oh. The guy 
commands respect. That, He's that not a stupid sh- guy. Yeah, that one you shut up and just listen. Anyone who wants to tell Popovich to sit down and shut up, they should do it themselves. There are right. so many trolls in the internet right now, and there's so many people that are pro-Trump that just need to just pull the plug no, on their computer and stop talking for the rest so of their lives. It's so funny to see it's the awful. compromise of of uh, what we see from Belichick as a coach, who is also respected in the NFL as as one of the best coaches but nobody ever. Nobody likes the Patriots, though. and nobody, yeah, nobody likes Belichick but either. The, Everybody but respects Bel- Pop, exactly. But Belichick is friends with President Donald Trump, so it's funny. But you have those two things. Those hold two, this L, yeah. It's hold, yeah. but these two dynasties, right? That that have you know that have carried. I mean, they had Pop had Duncan, you had Brady with uh, Belichick. So it's those, it's those funny similarities. Uh, between uh, between those two, but yeah, those are those are my questions for today. Uh, just one thing before we go, though, do you guys uh, you guys like books? You guys fans of books at all? I love books. Uh, you guys, I read all the time. You guys read a lot of like NBA books. What's your favorite NBA book that you have? I I've never read an NBA book. No, I, you never read. Like, I've an never NBA. read one. You're really calling me out right now. I've, I'm I, sorry. I thought I assumed that you had. I'm a big. I'm, you heard my Mongolian step earlier. I'm a big history fan. Yeah, it's true. Huh? I watched basketball. I've never I've never read a player biography. It's not my style. I like no? reading about history. It's, my my dad. I got my dad the uh, Maravich book. He loved that. I got my dad. He he read the D'Antoni book that he wrote when he was playing for the or playing for. He coached for the Sun. So I mean, there's um there's uh, what about you? You've read a Kobe book, I'm sure, or something. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I'm going to start reading. I have it at home, but I haven't had a chance to start. It's the Phil Jackson, Eleven Rings. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a great book, so that's one I'm gonna. I'm looking forward one, to read. The one I have been looking at is When the Garden Was Eden by Harvey Ayrton. I want to read that book. He's he's written a bunch of really good basketball books, and I listen to a podcast, and he really just laid it out there. They made it into a 30 for 30, but oh, you really? always dig a little bit deeper when you read the full well, thing. Well, so. make sure you guys, if you're into books, uh, you got to check out audible.com. Audible.com is a online... Uh, uh, source where you can download the app and you get a free book when it's audiobook. You guys sometimes don't have enough time to read, so I, I take the bus all I the time. I can't read. <laughs> it's also for you people, people who cannot read. It's also good. You can just listen to the audiobook. So if you listen to the audiobook, uh, any basketball book is perfect. I, I've listened to the Big Book of Basketball by B- Bill Simmons, which is a very good one. So many backstories there. And uh, I mean, even got Khan looking at through it as well. So, uh, but make sure you check it out. Go on there. If you get, uh, Get on audible.com. You put in Almighty Baller, put in that uh, that code, you'll get a free book as you sign up uh, and you can, of your choice. So I'm doing it, it right now. How much? How doesn't matter how much the book is, uh, you get it for free for your first trial. Just put Almighty Baller in there and, and you get it for the 30 day trial. And after that, you got to start paying. I think it's about 15, 20 bucks. But uh, after that, audible.com for any basketball book, any book really. But uh, obviously for us, it's it's those basketball books we want to listen to. So check out Audible uh, for all your uh, for your audio book needs. Yep, and remember you can get a hold of us by email at the three nikki at gmail.com on Facebook three nikki. Follow on Twitter at basketball on Instagram at the three nikki, and you can listen to each and every episode on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, and of course on the Almighty Baller Podcast Network. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes as well, and check out our website three the number three in the key dot ca for Dave Tripp and Will Macklin. I'm Elias Zane. Peace. <laughs>